Hello and welcome. This is the Sexual Quantum Leap Podcast. This is episode 17. Today we're going to talk about dominance in the bedroom. Um, today, if we have any new listeners, you're probably going to be a little bit surprised with the general vibe or what we will end up seeing about dominance because it is pretty counterintuitive what dominance actually is. And for those of you who know or take on things, it's going to be a little bit more of a deep dive into what everything really means in dominance. Uh, what it actually looks like, sounds like and feels like, both for you and for your partner or partners. And also why women like it and the actual way to be dominant. Um, what a lot of men, I think more, I, I think most men do understand at, at some level that women like it to be dominant, um, uh, although th there are exceptions, but mo mo most guys know this for sure, but what guys don't understand is what it actually looks like, <laughs> right? It's like whips and chains. Yeah, exactly. Let's just put this right here. We can yeah. Um, yes, I, I think the funniest thing is when we're having people on the retreats and uh, they're coming in and and they think we're going to teach them how to pick women up and toss them up in the air and th thrash them around the bed and, you know, pull them on their, by mop up your sperm by pulling them in their hair, <laughs> you know, like this. Uh, ridiculous things and that that said those things can be dominant but what dominance is it's not what you do it's the place where it's coming from amen completely agree and even just talking to guys it's it's so funny to have a chat with them going what do you think dominance is like <laughs> what what is it and they yeah. they have no idea I, I never knew what it was. I knew it's like women like it, but I don't know what it is. I don't know how to clearly articulate it. And then you should just say. The, but Andrew, the isn't, it, isn't it just isn't it just choking girls out of nowhere? Yeah, apparently. Apparently, it's choking, or they watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Now it's time to get a time to get a whip and think that they're the man. And all, all of a sudden, I'm Christian Grey, and now it's time to have my red room. If you're still thinking this is what dominance is then it's really time to up skill and what I am going to give you today is a really strong understanding about what dominance is and so is Pierre from his perspective. So it's going to be really fucking exciting. Yeah, um, I think let, let's let's start by discussing a little bit about what it's not because I, I actually think most guys listening just have a completely skewed perception of what dominance actually is and what it looks like. And what and I think at the end of the day, I think the real thing is they don't know what it feels like. Mm -hmm. and so they're focusing on what they think it should look like and sound like mm -hmm. because they have no idea about the feeling that they're actually trying to transfer to the woman. Or evoke, yeah. Yeah. Evoking the other person. Yeah. It's, yeah, what it's not. Let's start off with that. Yeah, it's a good one. It's, it's not... If you think you were just being, you think um, dominance is aggression and it's just <laughs> like, 
Sit down, bitch, and take it. Um, I'm a man and you're a woman. You've got a skewed perception of what dominance is. If you, if you think it's... If you think you just got to rough and tumble and pull out a little whip and start doing your thing or you saw some handcuffs and you see that women like to be tied up because apparently you saw it on a TV show, you're like, come on, dominance is so much more than that. It's... It's not being standing over someone and making them do what they don't want to do. It's not being, it's not being basically an asshole because that's domineering. We'll give you that distinction as well. And it's not being someone like who is forceful and trying to make someone do something that they don't want. So you're like, oh shit, what is it? Yeah. At, at the end of the day, if, if you're not really tapping into what your woman actually wants, and the result of the dominance. If the result of the dominance is not um, more trust, deeper connection, and a higher sense of comfort and safety with each other, and you're building your sort of tribe, you know, it's it's creating this feeling of being a team, and it's fun and exciting, and these things. If that's not the result, then you're doing it wrong. Right? Mm. And of course, you should be in control, right? That is part of the dominance. But the result of being in control should be trust, comfort, connection. It should be you're being on the same team, excitement, adventure, enthusiasm. Um, but it's not controlling, right? At the end of the day, she should feel more respect for you as a result of doing this. Yeah, she, she should want to see you again. And the thing is, if you do dominance right, she's going to be really connected to you. She wants to see you. She wants to see you as her man. And she goes, fuck, I get to relax. I get to let go. But we'll go into the what what it is in a second. But if you're thinking it's some weird BDSM thing or it's something we have to dress up in all black and they have to command her around to do weird certain tasks, <laughs> not at all. This is all an aspect of what dominance is. And in saying all this, the reason we're having this podcast today on dominance, we get a lot of guys asking, a fuck ton of guys asking. A lot of them come on the retreats and ask, how can I be more dominant in the bedroom? And we'll give two perspectives today about psychological and physical dominance and understanding the, the differences between both. But for the physicality, basically... You want to make, for the physicality and the psychology and anything that you do in regards to sexuality, it's all done between two consenting adults. And that has to be really clearly stated. Because if you're thinking dominance is doing something against their will and because they don't want it, let's just say for this podcast, it's not at all. That's fucking great. But if you actually, on a higher level, if you've negotiated something to do something that she doesn't want to do because she actually wants to do it, it's like for this fun little place, it's kind of high level. If you're listening to this and you've consented to doing a task, like say could be potentially coming in the middle of the night and she's in the bedroom and then all of a sudden she's giving you consent to run in there and just ravish her. Hey, that's all cool. If that's all, if that's all what you guys have discussed before, remember anything that you do sexually and you want to be a little bit more kinky or a little bit more alternative in the bedroom, make sure you negotiate. And I always say on the retreats, open your fucking mouth. That is the key.
the great sex and good punani. Yeah. And the the <laughs> my PS based on that one was like, dude, you gotta stop with this fucking. Um. At, at the end of the day, if 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 in order to be dominant, you need to raise your voice or actually exert physical force or you need equipment. It, there's nothing wrong with some bondage or fucking whips and chains, whatever the fuck you like. It's not my thing personally. Um, although uh, I, I do see why it could be really cool. But if you need it as a crutch, then you have no idea what the fuck you're doing really, which is fine. No one taught you, but if, if you're, if you need, you know, you you raise your voice and you use intimidating language or anything like that. What that means is that you're simply just not in control, right? And she will feel this, and as a result, she will respect you less, and she will trust you less. And if if you're dating a girl, even if it's casual or if it's a fucking full blown marriage, but if it is a woman or a partner that you're seeing longer term, what will happen eventually is when you expect it the least suddenly just out of fucking nowhere you're just gonna realize the dynamic of the relationship has completely changed it's been flipped on its head and you have no control over the situation whatsoever and there's absolutely zero feeling of you actually being a team anymore or a couple or in a marriage or anything for that matter you will just lose all that connection and the fun the excitement and everything that you've been striving toward you're not gonna reach the goals you set for each other and you, you, you're just not going to get it right, you know? And so what is the solution then, Andrew? How do I be dominant if I don't know what the fuck to do? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. And that's a question we get consistently. When you want to, let's give you an example of what dominance is. Now, dominance, the simplicity of this is someone leading and the other person being led with consent. That's why we talk a lot about sexual leadership. I'll say that again. Someone leading and the other person being led with consent. That's why we talk a lot about leadership and what it means to be a phenomenal leader because obviously a leader is leading a nation. It could be leading a it doesn't matter who it is. I'm not going to go down the leadership route too much, but basically you're stepping up to the plate. And when you're a leader, people want to follow you. And when you're a great leader and you have their best interests at heart, then they want to lead you. And essentially I've said this multiple times, but I'll say it again because this is the podcast to say it on. Dominance is love. And you're doing this because you actually care about this best, this other person's best interest. And when you can lead them in a way that's their best interest and it's a win-win situation for both of you, and she can feel that you're leading her to a place that she's going to be a better person and she gets to let go and she has psychological epiphanies, she has psychological realizations, she gets to feel to completely understood about who she is she gets to tap into the person who she's always wanted to be or didn't know that she could be. And then you're that man to facilitate this experience. And you can do this through um, by verbal, verbal verbatim. By verbal verbatim? Yeah, by talking about certain things. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, at the end of the day, what people need to understand when you're actually, if you want, if you want her to stay around, so let's say this, you do not want just out of nowhere for her to just be like, nah, fuck this, I don't like this situation at all anymore, right? You want for this to be a fun thing where you're, you're either you're building a proper family or whatever kind of relationship you have, it's like you are on the fucking team and you are in control and you make sure that things go and you get the results that you want, right? You're getting it fucking right. How do you do that? Number one, you have to tap in to what she actually wants and needs. Now, it's a little bit more important to actually give her what she needs, right? Sometimes that's not what she wants, but you know, you're gonna have to give them what they want a little bit in the beginning as well for people to want to follow you to begin with. But you need to keep in mind what does she actually need, right? This is not a selfish endeavor. If, if you're coming into this with a selfish mindset and you go, you want to lead this situation um, or this relationship to a place where you get what you want, then I can promise you that she's not gonna stick around long term. She's gonna go and find herself another man who can actually get her what she wants as the end result. Usually what that is, is real deep fucking connection feeling like you're on the same team. It's not that complicated. And then obviously like really deep levels of sexual satisfaction and like having your mask and presence there. That's a huge one. Do yeah, dominance is connection. Yeah, dominance is connection. And love, trust, yeah. understanding. And Pierre said it so eloquently before of like saying, it's not raising your voice and sit down and take it, girl. The thing is, it's like true dominance is like, they want to be led by you yeah. and even just a whisper or a hand gesture or a look should be enough to assert your dominance. And usually it comes from years of cultivating your presence. And then when you're around a woman, basically for myself, and I learned this through a lot of mentors about how powerful like single words are. And if you're having your pen and paper and you're looking for it, it's not that fucking sing a single word. It's more like, the power of just like saying no. What about the one word, Andrew? The one thing. Uh, yeah, what's that one sequence? If you're on the last retreat, you know the sequence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the one sequence <laughs> to save your fucking life. Ah, uh, that's too funny. Oh, uh, so, <laughs> Jesus. So, it's so funny. We had a lot of marketers on the last retreat. And that, it's like they constantly kept bringing up like, what's that one tip? What's that one thing? To change it all and I go, dude, it's not that one thing. So it's kind of like an inside joke. And then I just gave them some ridiculous thing about going, hey, do this one thing. And they go, oh, okay, cool. Anyway, in in regards to what I learned a lot from my mentors back in the day, and still still to this day when I talk to when I really have an in-depth chat with her, it's all in this fucking look. And it could be like they like the subtleties of that look, like even like for a concept of like, come here, kneel. And did you really just do that in the way of the tonality and saying these things and watching how the women actually respond to these? Mm. Fuck. And you don't have to do much. And talking about the presence, it's like even the dominance of just holding strong eye contact mm. and being there and not saying anything. 
the th- I get this constantly now, and I've seen this multiple times with guys who I've taught. They literally have women breaking down and crying in front of them, not because they're angry or not because they're sad, it's because they feel so vulnerable yeah. just being in that person's presence and they can't help themselves but to let go and go, you know what, if I'm with you, I have to show my all. And the thing is, when you guys, women will start hating you, but the thing is, it's it's either one or the other, and I don't give a fuck. I always talk about this. I'd rather have a woman absolutely love me or want nothing to do with me. And counter counter to this, yeah. how many women, I don't know how many women for you as well, like have hated you from the start, thought you were like a piece of shit and you're a dick, and they're the ones who have like gone, you're the most amazing man I've ever met in my life and flipped the hardest. Story of my life. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> they all hate me when they see me. Who's this fucking asshole? Always. <laughs> They don't try to give me shit and I don't, don't react to it. And they're like, wait, hold on. Why does he care? Then I start, yeah, then I start trying to provoke a reaction. Then like, oh <laughs> shit. Oh shit. I can't affect him. Ah, let's try and make him jealous. They start doing their little things that they do and you just stand there. You're not, you can't be fucking moved. You're like an immovable object, emotionally and metaphorically speaking. And, and, um, yeah. Yeah. Then, what about the at the end? Like I've done all that. Well, yeah. I'm gonna fuck some shit like this. Well, I'm gonna fuck you, and you better do it well. Or some <laughs> shit like this. Have you had something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. They they will eventually flip in in one form form of another, and just be like, oh blah blah blah, and then like, oh, I'm I'm gonna show him, and and then you're still like, um, yeah. Uh, well, we'll we'll see we'll see how we go. Let's have a chat about that later on. That no, oh my god. It's just funny. It's like they hate you from the start, but it's like all in or all out. And that's what I like to really do. I really like to hone that because if not, what's the point? It's like mm. when they're with you, just your presence alone, just your eye contact can draw authenticity and can draw out of them to be fucking real. And I always say to women, it's not easy being with me. It's not easy being with me at all. But the person who you'll become after being with me, you won't even recognize what yourself when you started. And I guarantee you that you'll be thanking me for so many reasons. And it's not just me. It's the old, I learned all this from all my mentors. I learned all this from, and I saw this, the transferable um, skill into my clients by women going, I'm in love with you. I care about you so much. You're the most amazing man. All these things, you get like, where am I ever going to find a guy like you ever again? Mm. And understanding what's going on in her mind. And it's actually, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah, you get this really, really deep connection. Pretty much. Like, uh, either it's right, right off the bat. Or if they like hate you initially and then they flip. And then the second they flip, then it's that deep connection instantly. And it's just being amplified. So, so this is the thing. If you're actually like completely, uno- it's sort of decided to tend to, but if you're completely unapologetic about who the fuck you are, the principle that I have is I lead with controversy, right? What I mean with this is when I meet new people, both dudes and chicks, like f- fucking whatever, right? If, if we're a fucking networking thing, whatever it is, I will always begin by making the most offensive jokes I can, right? Because I like offensive humor. 
right? So I will make sure that people who can't take offensive humor, they will be, they will be weeded out of my life right away. And I will tell people about my most sort of controversial opinions and values and beliefs and habits and everything that I have. So that the people who will not resonate with me, they're, they're repelled. And then the people who are like, in my tribe, they will instantly be attracted into my life. And that's whether it's a man or a woman, it doesn't matter if it's friends, networking, or women, it doesn't really matter. And if, if you're really fully unapologetic about these things, then the more time you spend with a woman, the deeper the connection, the more stable it is, the more security and trust you can have, and really, if she knows everything that you're about and you truly tap into her what she wants, you can trust her, man. Like, and then, of course, you learn like the actual sexual skills as well as so you satisfy her fully. And she's emotionally satisfied, mentally satisfied, physically satisfied and spiritually satisfied. How is she going to leave you? How is she ever going to meet a man like you? And why would she want to leave you? Yeah. She wouldn't, want, she wouldn't actually want to leave you. Like, how much do women fucking respect when you're like that? Mm-hmm. It's like you just hold, it's like, gonna hippie segment with Andrew. So what about that time <laughs> when you're standing there in your full presence and you're open in every part of your body and all of a sudden you're just there and she's trying to be this fucking whirlwind and you're like, cool. As Pierre said, you're standing there like this pillar of love. And all of a sudden, you don't need to do much, and you think you have to. You're standing there while she's throwing this whirlwind, but you're willing to call her on the shit if you need to. Then she's like, This is a man I can trust. And that trust and that respect, she feels understood because you're not trying to change her. And then when you're there and having a really good, like you're having just like, you're there, nothing she can say can rock you. And what she wants to do is she wants to get close to you and she wants to see what type of man you are and fucking she wants to feel taken. She wants to feel desired. That's what it is. That feeling of a man truly being dominant. It's like you're taking her. You're you're taking away all, all of her like preconceived like control. She doesn't have to think anymore. And when she is out of when she's out of her, basically, out of her mind, she can relax with you. She doesn't have to think about work, school, fucking her mum's birthdays coming up or shit like this or whatever it may be or like the bills or anything. When she just can, when you can be there and you hold that presence and she doesn't have to think, that's dominant because you're you're like essentially leading her to stop thinking about where she's at or what, what's going on. You're leading her in a way and that's why you'll get tons of women like say to you and they'll like verbally go i feel so relaxed around you so quickly i feel like i can open up to you i don't know what it is but there's something about you i just trust you it's all built in the subtleties of like you don't have to think you don't have to worry i'm here and it's usually just giving the woman the peace and the alleviation of her mind of saying, hey, it's all good. I'm here. I'm here and I've got you. And literally do. And you see how much they fucking melt. Just on like that. This first, we, we always talk about the concept. I talk about the concept, should I say. It's called SS, which is safe, then sexual. 
You want to make a woman feel really safe and then sexual. Because if you try and do that reverse, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough to get her to open up. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and <clears throat> one other thing... I sort of lost my train of thought. Safety also is dominance. The thing is, if you're thinking just... Yeah. As I said, safety is such a way of being... Think about the in general life. Who is responsible for keeping you safe? It's police, it's military, it's the king, it's, it's the warrior. It is the Viking. <laughs> Pierre, Pierre's gonna keep you safe. When you go to bed at night, he's waking up under your bed. <laughs> Just craw- crawling out from underneath the bed. I'm, the <laughs> I'm, I'm here to keep you safe, the dominating man from the SQL podcast. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Um, <laughs> But if you think about it in terms of archetypes, who, what archetypes are going to keep you safe, right? Is it, is, is it like, when you're growing up, who is it, right? It's the warrior, it's the king, in, in modern society, police, military, that kind of stuff, right? Those are the dominant males or male archetypes of our culture for, since ancient times, right? It's not the the fucking, I don't know, the chess player, <laughs> you know? So if, if you are someone who can make her feel protected, make her feel safe, make her feel secure, then you are dominant. Because if you're not dominant, you can't give her these emotions. It's only a dominant man who can actually give her this. Mm, no, 100%. That, that's what she wants, to feel secure with you. And that's that psychological secure. Like she feels like she can open up and let go and express. And also, I'll tie it back to what I was saying before. You're standing in a woman's presence. You don't even need to say much. You're just there, and you're you're there with her holding eye contact after you've already established all these other things in regards to dominance. There's a few things, but it's a long, long, long convoluted chat. But in short, when you're there, she'll just start like she has only two ways to go with you, and this is what you have to give to her. You have to give her your full transparency, your true authenticity, 100% vulnerability. And when you're there, you expect the same from her. And when you see this coming from her, fuck. That's when you can see the real her. It's like you see her soul and she gets to show that too. And when you get to see her soul, basically in fucking logical terms, you basically get to see the true person who she is. You get to see the essence of what comes through. Then she goes, fuck, I get to let go. And then the thing is this, like, well, this isn't fucking dominance. No, it is fucking dominance at the core because what happens is when you can do that, the rest is easy. Physical dominance, like we do exercises on the retreats where guys like literally um, practice physical dominance exercises on the on the retreat and also if you're um, worldwide and you want to check out the product um the academy should i say best she ever had we have a ton of stuff on that i'm bringing i brought in a model and i actually show physical physical dominance exercises so then you can actually start replicating them in the bedroom but that's the fucking easy part the hard part is the psychological part as I've always said, unlock the mind and the body will follow. And that's where sometimes the beauty is in the psychological understandings and the psychological um, wizardry with the words to actually articulate what you want and then watch her follow as she follows your commands of what you are 
asking her to do or just guiding her in a way and she trusts you when you're guiding her and then she'll say things like, I trust you so much. You are the fucking man. Where am I ever going to find a man like a bearded dude who looks like a Viking and I want to pull his beard when I'm fucking him? Like, <laughs> if you haven't seen Pierre, he has a beard and there's a story of me running into a house one day and he's just there sleeping like he had a massive night and I'm like up real early and like literally just jumping like hi Pierre I run in there I start pulling on his beard he's like dude what the fuck are you doing man he's like wakes up I'm like, I'm like, I'm like hey I said call me some like random girl's name I'm like call me this name call me this name he's like oh, oh. he's like yelling out this girl's name I'm like dude you're fucked like I, I put it back on him talk about frame control <laughs> yeah that was pretty funny um, yeah, and, and it's like, th- these things, well, this, these are not things that you do, right? This is a way of being. You need to actually learn to care about people. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a bit of a revolutionary concept, but, so, uh, as, as an example, right? Like, we know of other companies, so sometimes clients come to us and they have taken coaching from other companies, both direct competitors, but also other types of just coaching companies, different types of retreats and programs. And and they go through a retreat and then afterwards, because what we do is we like we just really fucking love being in touch with people afterwards. We call it aftercare, right? Which is the same word we use when we like what we do with a woman after we sleep for her with her for the first time, or after we do something that's a little bit more intense in terms of a sexual uh, experience it's aftercare right so after these programs we are in so much touch with all of our clients right we're getting on calls just yesterday I was on a, on a one hour and 45 minute call and this is not included on, in in the retreat they're not paying for this this is just this guy had a couple of things in how to use the masculinity stuff that I was talking about how to be able to use that in more of a dating situation um, and I was like Hey man, you know what? Let's get on the call. Um, I'll give you about forty-five minutes of my time, and we'll have a chat. But it ended up being an hour and forty-five minutes because the thing is, when we tell you after you sleep with a woman, you gotta make sure that she's okay, right? You gotta make sure that you leave her better and wetter than you found her, which is Andrew's mm. signature. <laughs> and and this is these are not things that we do. We are not putting on an act with women when we do this shit, like. This is just the people that we are. After we've had an intense experience with someone, and trust me, going on a, a retreat, that's fucking intense. That like you're becoming this. That's an initiation to our fucking brotherhood, right? And that is so fucking intense that afterwards, and this is what a lot of other companies do wrong when they give you a lot of cathartic, intense, deep psychological and emotional experiences. They sort of hang out to dry a little bit. And it's like the, the, the most classic fucking thing that a marketer will say, and after this, we will hold you every step of the way, blah, 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 blah. And then you go through the program and then you pay the money and then, then you fucking dog shit, right? I fucking hate it when people do that, right? Someone called for an hour and 45 minutes and I booked in another call for a week after this. And now I have another couple of calls with a few more of the of other past clients that we've had as well. Because the thing is, we're not putting on a show when we're telling women like, hey, I actually care about you. We actually care about people. One of the biggest things we show, we do on a retreat is I have this 40 minute 
extremely intense guided it's sort of half visualization half meditation half mantra that I run people through that that really teaches these men how to connect with love compassion empathy kindness so that when you're becoming a leader because we're teaching you how to become a leader so we're going to show you how to become a leader that actually cares about people not so you're not going to we're not going to teach you how to like here's how to do the aftercare we're teaching you how to be the kind of man where you're doing the aftercare without thinking about it that's what we're all about we actually care about people aftercare aftercare is just looking after someone once you've had sex with them or even if you've just you've started to see someone and you're just like we'll just keep it for sex you've had sex with them and you're looking after them, or you've done a sexual act and you want to leave them better and wetter leave them in a better place than you found them now I'm going to segue the conversation into something slightly different and it ties into the dominance we had this guy the other day absolutely amazing human being like I'm talking about this this guy is he's about to get married phenomenal phenomenal man and he came to us, he goes, I love my partner so much. And at the moment, our sex life has actually died down a little bit. And I don't know what it is. I don't know why my sex drive has died down. And with him saying this, I just felt for him. He goes, I love my wife. I care about her. I love my fiance. I care about her so much. And the sex was so, so passionate and so full of life. At the start now it's died back. And he also said, he goes... I just want to get that like that animal back. And he was basically talking about how to be more assertive in the bedroom. How to be, bring out that, how to bring out that fucking warrior in the bedroom. Because he was saying in his day-to-day life, like when he's when he's mentoring people, he's more of it, he more he'll bring out that warrior. But when he's in the bedroom, it's like he doesn't really know how to bring that out. Now this brings me to a story again, tying it back to this. It brings me to a story, and I have this so many times with a lot of clients saying similar things. We get guys, the two things that guys struggle with most, and this is both love, is really bringing out that, like that aggressive energy inside of you, which is not necessarily bad, it's in a contained way. And then also, after you bring out this aggressive energy, what it is, it's bringing out that love and gentle energy. We had this fucking dude on the last retreat, he was a weapon. He could kick the fuck out of like, 10 people, no problems. He's been training since he's 14. The guy's like 35 plus now. And I go, if I brought 10 new guys in the room, could you kick the fuck out of them all? He goes, yeah, for sure. 100%. But what about if I told oh, you? And that was not in a bravado way, just for the record. It's just a matter of fact. Yeah. Like this this guy's like, he just said like, yeah, of course. Like, no, no big deal. I was like, fuck. <laughs> all right. And I go, what happens if I told you to call up a girl and actually tell her that you like her because you actually do. He goes, oh, fuck that. You should need, he's had nearly a panic attack. It's actually ridiculous about how emotionally stunted we are. And the thing is, it's such dominance to open up and express where you're at. One of my teachers used to open up and express how much he missed his ex-girlfriend. And it really reminded me, one one night I remember, I I had this, had these two women at my house and I was so fucked up for my last relationship. And there's these two girls, I'm like, you know what? I just said to them, I'm like, hey, hey girls, I think you're both awesome. I just want to let you know, I probably won't be able to get it up tonight because I'm just 
really thinking about my ex. I think you girls are great, but hey, let's just see how tonight goes. And then I, I shared a little bit about my story. Oh, you can't talk about your exes. Fucking oath you can. I'm saying in a way because I'm showing the true me. I'm not like looking like, please, please give me so much sympathy. I need you to fix me. I'm just more purely expressing what's going on. And that's a real massive sign of like dominance because I'm leading by with, I'm leading with my vulnerability. I'm leading with what's potentially like weak. And as Pierre likes to always talk about, it's like, it's really, it's really potent. If you're a high value man, uh, so to speak, you're really going to go, oh, I have to hide this part. So just putting it out there and then, fuck, this man must have a lot of abundance of women in his life to say something like this. And going back to that um, guy, that guy was like, going back to the guy where he said he's got his fiance, this ties into another person who I had on the retreat, like like another guy who we had on the retreat a while ago. It's just like really all these stories are tying in. We had this guy like, Everyone breaks down on the retreat cards. Most guys come there, break down. There's always blood. There's always sweat. There's always tears. And it's either from us or our clientele who come on the retreats. So what happened was, I remember we were doing this like really intense like exercise that gets you into the fucking really like primal fucking beast because women really enjoy seeing that primal fucking warrior come out of you. And this guy was letting that primal warrior out and he was like getting like, I can't give you too much context to the to the exercise because it was just, it's a fucking intense exercise. And when he did it, he started absolutely bawling his eyes out. Like I'm talking bawling his um, eyes out. This is a retreat that I did in Australia. And the thing is, when we did this exercise, at the end, I sat down with him um, for a session for one-on-one and I said, what's going on? Let's, let's have a chat. He goes, thank you so much for allowing me to tap into a place that has been repressed for such a long time. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I was always scared to tap into this part of myself and I realized how much of a part of myself it was because what would happen, it would build up and then I'd snap at my girlfriend or I'd just snap at women because I was afraid to like open up and set boundaries as Pierre was t- talked about yesterday in depth. So go check out that podcast from yesterday. Yeah, I actually talked about exactly this how before I learned about how to set boundaries, I would have the same, you know, because if you let it slide, you're going to have a jolt of negative emotions, which is creating a stress response. If this, if you allow the stress to stay in your body before you cleanse it out, it's going to turn into resentment. And resentment is literally, it's just going to ruin everything. It's like a cancer tumor. It's going to grow and eventually you're just going to snap. You're going to ruin everything you had. Yeah, 100%. And what happened with this guy? He's breaking it goes, Finally, I know what it's like to let out my animal in like a contain, a, a safe container and I feel how much I can grow from this situation. And he's like, thank you, because he goes, can I be real with you, man? I go, fuck yeah, of course you can. That's what we're here for. And he goes, hey, when and I, this is not uncommon either. I get a lot of guys actually say this. If you're brought up with a house that holds with a lot of violence, especially if you're seeing your dad beat your mum or you're seeing things like this, he told me, he opened up, I go, dude, I saw my dad beat my mum multiple times and I thought I wasn't allowed to do this because we also did the physical dominance exercises in the retreat and he's like, I've got to sit one of them out, which is the first time I've ever had someone sit it out, but it was such a um, point for him, a pain point for him to see this. He goes, women, you shouldn't do this to women in regards to the exercise. It's just simple exercises of just being more, showing that physical assertive, assertive side of yourself because you can't do this. Women just need to get treated like butterflies and princesses and 
they need to like be cuddled and caressed. That's true, but they also have that fucking animal that wants to come out there and play. And then when you can be that man who's dominant and tame that, and you can really bring that fucking animal warrior energy if you need be, my fucking God. You can be that sensual, you can be that sensual healing man. Or you can be, and then bring out that fucking warrior if you need be. And if you want to be that magician and fucking sprinkles of fucking flakes on top of everything and really be like, the, um, orchestrate the whole situation, you can do that as well. And or, if you just want, or you just want to be the jester in the bedroom where you're having a little bit of fun and laughter. That's also great. Really depends what you want to bring, but you know you can bring all different types of archetypes into the bedroom. And when you can do this, that's when you can see her let go. And you can start like taking that leadership and you can take it in charge and you can facilitate your own warrior coming up and you can facilitate her literally coming out to play. And by doing that, she can see, oh my God, I get to be fully open and expressed in all facets of who I am. And I can't fucking wait to see you again. And I can't wait to see you again. That's a Miley Cyrus song. I remember that fucking song. I was on the bus with fucking, you should say, I was on a bus. Mate, says, so when is this fucking podcast about Miley Cyrus? Hey, dude, there's 30, there's 30 to 40 school kids. You got the screen in this area. I know the words back to front. On a side note, if you want me to see Miley Cyrus, I'll do it when Pierre's out of the room because he looks like he's about to fucking punch me. I can't wait. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, about dominance. Uh, what you can do is you can <laughs> sing Miley Cyrus songs to show that you don't give a fuck. <laughs> Convey that you don't care like an alpha male. I don't give a fuck and I'm gonna show. Sit down and take it. For those of you who don't understand, that's a huge joke. You do not do things in order to convey that you don't care. That's the biggest problem people have. Oh, if you're saying, oh, this is the best one. If you're walking around saying you're dominant, you are a fuckwit. Yeah. The most dominant people don't need to say it. It's like they are in control and they have... It's like they hold court without saying it. And when you can do this, that is true fucking power. You know what it is? It's like this. Here's a great example. So, I met a female. You know, one of those things who have vaginas. And... I did not say much at all. I barely spoke, barely spoke whatsoever, right? Barely anything, just questions and I was just there, just my presence. After about, I don't remember, probably probably five, 10 minutes into the to the conversation, just out of nowhere, she just, she just sort of looked at me, she's like, you're dominant, aren't you, right? That, 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 that's the difference. I'm literally not doing a single thing. There's nothing wrong. I'm not trying to control things. I'm not trying to be dominant. I'm not being domineering. Nothing like that. She is coming to the conclusion on her own accord. Without me, not, not for a, not a single time did I do anything to allude to that word or try to show anything or try to convey if anything, I was probably just being my chodiest self. I'd just be like, shit, like this makes me nervous, and that stuff makes me nervous, and this, that, and here's an insecurity I have, and just putting it all on the fucking table. She's like, wow, you're so dominant, aren't you? And you can see the way her eyes lit up. It's like in that, like, 
oh, you're one, of, you're one of those guys, right? It's like, oh, you're like the rare Pokemon. Finally, I found one. Because there are no fucking men out there that are dominant anymore. The, the few ones that are domineering, they run around screaming and yelling it. Look at me! I'm, Hi! I'm singing Miley Cyrus. I got a whip! <laughs> Look at my whip. Isn't it a great whip? But yeah, completely. So so true, man. And it ties into this. If you, The thing is, women want you to be dominant women want you to let them like women want you to like take control and when you're doing this from a place like hey i care about you it's a win-win because she goes she gets into a natural state of relaxation of like finally it's a real man and what fucking which which guy does not want that and if you're a man listening to this and you might be thinking, shit, in my married marriage, I let it slip. She's been walking all over me. I haven't stepped up. I haven't said no. And basically, it's going to, you're going to see it. She's going to be like, potentially like giving you a lot more attitude. She's going to be like, uh, yeah, giving you attitude, giving you shit. And she might even consider like fucking someone else. Because the thing is, she wants you to be strong. She wants you to lead. The thing is, when I say strong, does not mean you have to be six foot fucking five and you have to have a chiseled, chiseled body like Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day. Because one of the most fucking dominant dudes I have ever met is a dude who was fucking ugly as fuck. And literally, he'd have a harem of like ah, five to five to eight to nine girls at one time. He was like, yeah, dude, I'm ugly as fuck, but I know how to communicate in a way that women like. And that is by being that authority in their life. They respond to the authority and they respond to that leadership and they respond to you taking control and letting them not have to think. And they respond to you giving them commands. They respond to you going, this is what's going on. Let's do this. And so like, but you can't do this. It's, a, it's all about equality. I'm not talking about that shit right now. Let's literally just stay, take it to the fact of like getting a woman to relax and let go. And this is going to get her to be extra horny. The thing is, you're both equal as human beings. Uh, beings 100%. But I'm just like saying in a role of like taking charge and so that she can fully trust you. Definitely being a dominant man is a way of love, trust and respect. And you have full, full respect for this beautiful human being who is in front of you. And with these guys, if you are that man at work and you're like, shit, I'm the man in the fucking office. I can run a crew of 20, 30, 40, 100 people plus, And then when it gets to your partner, you just don't know what to do. This is a skill you learn. Dominance is a skill you learn. And the thing is, it's not too um, far off what you probably learned in the business world or in any other aspect that you are more dominant. There may be an area that um, in your life where you are the fucking man and you do take charge and you are dominant. The thing is, it's like you're not trying to prove yourself at all. If you're trying to prove yourself to a woman or you're trying to prove yourself to another human being, it just means there's a lack of self-love and self-worth there, which needs to be looked at. And the thing is, it's not going to come by actually getting um, having control over another human being. It might feel like that. I've definitely done that. Like, you get that fucking power trip. Of like, yes! I have control over this woman and that means when I do that means I have this I have this love and I have this acceptance or I have this fucking whatever the fuck 
but you, you get these positive surge of emotions, but it's actually a false sense of reality because all you're doing is feeding a, a, a black hole that's inside of you that cannot be, cannot be filled by trying to control someone else. And o over time, what's gonna happen? If you know you're controlling someone and you literally learn a lot of manipulative techniques, for example, and you start controlling someone, what's gonna happen? It's going to erode your level of self-worth. And then if she does find out, you'll realize that your whole relationship and the whole time you've been with this person has been a fucking lie. Yeah, and you're just suddenly gonna lose all control. And imagine how that's going to actually affect your relationship in the future. If and you just suddenly can't do it, you're literally going to yeah. be demoted in her eyes. Well, and what? Think about it. If you if you go, oh shit, I've got control of this, and she leaves, it's like then all of a sudden you there's a hole in your system. You go, shit, I'm trying to control this person. They didn't stay around, and the worst part is they never really got to see you, the real you. So number one, they you lost there, and number one, number two, they didn't get to. You didn't get to keep them around for the perceived you, so you've double lost because you go, I didn't get to, she didn't get to see the real me, so I, I had to put on this mask the whole time. And number two, when I actually, if, uh, yeah, she didn't get to see the real me, and then she, she didn't even like the mask and the perception I put up, and she still left. So you fucking lost twice, and then you put so much effort into keeping her around as number three, and then all of a sudden you feel so invested in this situation that was like a placebo of trying to hide the little scared boy that you potentially were, and then all of a sudden you go, what the fuck have I done in my life? And you may go back to going doing the same thing. So then you don't and go, shit, I've got to find another woman to fill me up and make me feel whole. I know I've been there before. It's been fucking, it was a dark, it's been some dark times. With a lot of learned lessons about being with women who I knew I shouldn't have been with. So then I could feel like I was the man. Because I was like, I'm the man if I have a woman in my life. Now I'm just like, oh, God. I'm the man if I feel internally fulfilled and I'm on my mission in life. I'm, not, I'm the man if I actually can wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm actually do, doing something in the world that's beneficial to other people. Yeah, helping people. And also, when you're dominant and it's coming from a place of actually having a positive impact on people, like, how much fucking fun do you have? Like, it's just so exciting. Yeah, and when it comes to the sexuality, when you're being dominant in the bedroom and you're taking that lead, it's like, oh, she gets so fucking wet. The panty test, you want to have the panty test. Make sure the panty test is done 100%. When she's getting so turned on, you've done all the foreplay, you know exactly how to go down on her, you're fingering her and using all the sex toys and you're being dominant, you're being assertive and you, you know how to be a man. Take off her panties. And then if they are drenched and sticks to the ceiling, you have done a good job, my friend. If they don't stick to the ceiling, try again, go back to go and do not collect $200. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta have fun, but you know, it, it's, it begins with connection, trust, safety, and then you move on to dominance and then you're in a position where you can have so much fucking fun. Right? Like just, you can just create this insane fucking future where, where you're just doing every single thing you could possibly imagine. And just this in like the amount of variety and fun you can have, it's just your, your own imagination. It's, you know, sky's the limit. You can do whatever the fuck you want as long as you're all fucking safe and you trust each other, right? Then you do whatever you want. It's all good.
but without you know the comfort without the the connection without the safety without these things then shit can really go sideways and she can look at you as a fucking as a social outcast pretty much right so you gotta gotta do it the right way you gotta begin with safety safe and sexual and when you do this in the sexual realm when you can be dominant in the sexual realm what happens is it starts to transfer into other areas of your life and you feel a lot more confident also when you know that you are really dominant in the bedroom and you can take the charge when you need to also what's going to happen is she can feel this she can sense this from you and when you go out into the real world and you like like the real world what i'm saying like when you're not in the bedroom people can start to feel that you're a man who knows what he wants and he goes for it purpose again david data Way of the Superior Man, one of the first books that Pierre and I both read in regards to understanding more about male uh, masculinity, giving him a shout out. Absolutely fantastic. Haven't read it for a while, but definitely that was, again, how many times have I seen that? 444. That's my favorite number at the moment. So, Jesus. So, when you, when you read that book, definitely look a little bit more deeper into the concepts behind that because... It gives you a lot about purpose, masculinity, and getting shit done. And it definitely ties into a lot about how can you be a man who steps up. And that's what we love as well. Men who step up, take responsibility, take charge, who aren't willing to back up, um, down off their world, word and aren't willing and aren't um and can aren't aren't afraid to be someone who says what they want and means what they say. And it's such a dominant thing to be like that because you, all it is is think about this, dominance is care, dominance is love, dominance is something that is such a way that someone's going to trust you more and let go with you. And when you can get a woman to let go in the bedroom, then she's going to have even harder orgasms because she wants to have these insane orgasms, but sometimes she can't have them. And the thing is, multiple times, multiple times I've heard this, I don't know if you've heard this, you start fucking a girl and then... They go, I can't even come by myself anymore. I struggle to come with other men because they're not really here with me or they're not all basically my vibrator doesn't do it. And if you're a guy who's thinking about, oh shit, I don't want to get a vibrator because my woman might fall in love with that over me. Pussy. We need a fucking talk. Big time. If you think a fucking thing that vibrates like your mobile phone is going to take over <laughs> your relationship with a woman, Oh my God, call 911, first and foremost. And then what you want to do, you want to tell the police officer to put it on their pussy because this is going to be a fucking not good day in the office. I've, I've done this before, it's fucking great. I don't know if I told you this one. I'll leave you with this before. We have so many stories about dominance. Maybe we might make like a whole uh, podcast one day just about stories about dominance so you can get some ideas. And one of them was this. I told this girl, just not even just dominance, it's just, see this? When I say dominance, don't think, oh, it's, you have to do this certain thing. Just see this fun. You both get to enjoy and explore a dynamic between each other, whatever that may be. There's this one time I, t- I said to this girl, hey, what I want you to do is I'm going to call you and you're not allowed to pick up the phone and all you have to do is just hold the phone on your pussy as it vibrates and doing that like, and all day today, all I'm going to do is just call you and you can't pick it up and just hold it on your pussy and think of me. That was a, that was a fucking good day in the office. You can imagine where that led to later when I rocked up at a house. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Per- perfect 
example of dominance because there's no forcefulness behind it. It's like, I'm going to give you a call and you're going to keep the phone on your pussy and you're going to feel me vibrate your clit all day long and then I'm going to come over and I'm going to take care of you. You know, it's it's very understood. All, all dominance in its purest form is always very understated. It's, it's never over the top, really. It can, in certain times, become a little bit more of an explosive thing as a fun little play. But for the most part, it's, it's, pre it's pretty understated. It's very calm. It's, you know, cool, calm, and collected. Mm -hmm. That's the way I like to put it. Um, all right. If, if this stuff resonates with you, home listening, and you would like to have a little bit more of the advanced training, um, it's pretty simple. You, you reach out to us, send us a PM on uh, Facebook, you know where to find us, Andrew Miok and Pierre de Sosa. And after you send us that, what we're going to do, we're going to get you on a quick 10 to 15 minute call. Uh, on a call, do a, it's very simple, very personal kind of thing. Um, what we do is we're going to have a quick chat about who you are, um, what your situation is, if you're in a marriage, if you have a girlfriend, if you're single, whatever it is. And then what do you want in the future, right? Like, do you want, uh, what are the results? What are your problems? Are you having premature ejaculation? Can't, you can't tap into that dominant side of yourself. Whatever it is, right? And then we will let you know about different ways to, to move forward. And, but there will be no offers on, on that call whatsoever. We will not pressure you to do anything at all. You will take this away. And we'll book in another call. If things seem like it might be a good fit, we will book in another call where we can have a little bit of a more in-depth chat, but you will have some time to think about things on your own. What we want you to see us as is just your trusted advisor, right? So if you would like a little bit more of an in-depth advanced coaching, you shoot us a quick message and we'll get on a quick 10 to 15 minute call and we'll give you, we will be your advisor and you will take things away and think about it on your own time and then we'll get on another proper call and discuss in-depth details with you there. You know, we, we wouldn't want to pressure you into doing something right on the spot. It's pretty simple. And aside from that, please share the podcast. And um, yeah, we also have a product coming out, Best She Ever Had. So be on the lookout for that stuff. It's uh, over a dozen hours of uh, video demonstrations by Mr. Andrew Miok. We're showing you... Um, everything there is, how to use sex toys, how to give a woman a pussy massage, which is not fingering the girl, it's not finger blasting her, it's actually massaging her pussy so she has actual explosive and implosive orgasms, multiple ones, right? Then it's how to fuck her, how to connect, how to be dominant, how to have some fun, how to create a really safe environment and then how to be really sexual with her, how to play around with sexuality. So it's a lot of cool stuff. So if you're interested in that, it's the same process. We're having a launch um, in a month's time. It's pushed back a little bit and we're going to have some people are, are getting a bit of a discount. So if you're interested, shoot us a message and we'll get on a quick little call to see if you're, if, uh, if you're a good fit for this and if what we have is something that fits you as well and then we'll get on a proper call and give you all the details as well. Um, and again, share this podcast with everyone who would benefit from it. And last words, Andrew.
Nothing more. Thank you so much for listening today, and we really appreciate you tuning in again to the movement. And last thing I wanted to add for you guys, it's like, why are we doing this? We want to do this. We want to alleviate all frustration and confusion and shame so men and women can have loving and healthy slash satisfying sexual relationships. So if you're a man or a woman listening to this, pass this on because we want to get this message out. And our goal is in um, our goal in five years' time is to impact 10 million men's lives so they can feel comfortable and satisfy women properly in the bedroom. So men win, men win, and women also win because we can't wait for you really to get this area of your life sorted because it is a skill, you can learn it, and we're here to do whatever it takes to make you know, to make you be the best that she's ever had. So thank you again, and we'll see you tomorrow.